Hello and welcome to Fanboy Podcast. This is a recap episode on season six of Game of Thrones. The season's over, clearly. So there's no new content to talk about, but I figure we can do a little review of our general thoughts of the series, the thoughts of the arcs, what we like, what we didn't like, and where we think things are going. Yeah, agreed. Um, I well, I think we should start off on like a because typically for each episode we kind of gave like a what our general consensus was opinion wise. Yeah. What if you had to give it a rating out of ten for the whole season? What would you give it? If I had to give it, if I had to give the season a rating out of ten, this is a good question. For some reason, I actually haven't thought about this metric. Um, eight or nine. Yeah, I would say it's it's up there. Yeah, I think out of the whole season, there were maybe only one or two episodes that I would consider actual, like, low points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of good shit, like, compared to seasons four and five, like, it was just so, so much happening, so yeah. much, like, payoff, so much fan service, even, that it was just, like, <laughs> I just, it just, it was just such a treat. <laughs> the yeah, whole it was, way it was just, it was, it was marvelous to watch, and I, I've, I don't know if I've said it on the show or just talking to someone, but... I kind of felt the past few seasons where it was kind of like, yeah, out of ten episodes, like, six of them were good, and, like, there was a few stinkers. I feel like this one, probably, like, eight of them were good, and yeah, then two yeah. of them were, like, just okay. But even even the just okay ones, they weren't bad episodes. I think the only thing that made them weak was, like, um, like writing slash plot implications. But the mm. quality of the episodes was, like, 11 out of 10 for all of them. Yeah. Um... Like, the only episode I really had a problem with was, um, No One. That's episode eight, right? That's episode eight, with, uh, like, the, the, the waif chase and all that. And, yeah. like, that was wonderfully executed and choreographed and everything. Yeah. I just didn't like it because I felt like it, they had Arya act really out of character for no reason, and they didn't mm. justify it. Mm. Um, but, I mean... There is, there is also the whole thing in that episode, because that's the same episode where the blackfish dies off screen. Yeah. And that didn't sit well with a lot of people, and that didn't sit well with you either, right? No. Unless they're somehow spitting that into a he didn't really die because it was just a foot soldier who said it. Right. Maybe he faked his death or something. Right. Maybe he was the foot soldier. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, he's also no one. But, like, one thing I've learned this season is that theories like that, where I'm like, oh, maybe he was the foot soldier. Maybe that was an Arya that got stabbed. Like, yeah. None of those theories are ever true. Yeah, this like, this this uh, definitely out of all like, of all like, of the, all like, of the, like, the, the seasons, and this one's very face value. Yeah, it's very like ever like, the simplest and most straightforward like thing to happen mm-hmm. that has happened. Yeah, which is like you know it's fine. Like I was I had with Battle of the Bastards, like I had anxieties that mm-hmm. it was gonna be really cliche with like the Knights of the Vale coming in, like, fucking the writers of Rohan. Like, yeah. But, and it did happen exactly in that way, but it was done so fucking masterfully that, like, it didn't matter, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't really a deuce ex machina because it was pretty heavily foreshadowed. Yeah, it was pretty heavily. I mean, a lot of people have, pro- I've heard, I've seen a lot of people talk about having problems with the whole thing that, you know, Sansa should have let Jon know. But, the, I, and, and I, I was in that camp, too, until an episode later when she was like, I should have let you know. And I was yeah. like, okay, that resolves that for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They acknowledged it. <laughs> Where yeah. they even said, it was like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, like, and that would have fixed the Arya thing for me, too, if, like, when she was laying in bed, she was like, I can't believe I was so stupid. Like, yeah. I can't believe I let my guard down. But that's never acknowledged, you know? Mm. So it's just, yeah. But I would, st- yeah, I would agree with you. I'd give this season, like, an 8 or 9 out of 10, for sure. Yeah, okay, so, um... What do, you, what do you think were your favorite moments? And I think we've kind of covered already what are the least favorite moments. What were some of, like, 
the oh, really well, like high moments points. that stand out for me and I'm sure for you as well. Mm-hmm. Hold the door. Yeah. Um. All of the flashbacks. Yeah, the flashbacks were amazing. Arthur Dane fight in particular was <sighs> fantastic. So um, the entirety of Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. For me, honestly, though, the more memorable half of that episode was Marine for me. Yeah. Like just. That sequence where Daenerys is like, my reign has just begun, Yeah, the dragon comes in in that fucking song, and, like, that, it was just so perfect that, like... Yeah, that's that's like, that's one of the few Daenerys things that I actually really enjoyed, where I was like, dang, well, she's I, I feel like she's really coming into her own as a character now that she can talk to other characters that I care about. Yeah. Like Tyrion and, like, Theon and Yara and all that. Yeah, and she's probably gonna now talk to Theon, Yara. And, like, and like Tyrion is shaping her into being, like, an actually a good queen. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, like, because we've heard some people speculate that she's going to be, like, the Mad Queen, like, they're mm-hmm. foreshadowing that. I think Tyrion, as long as Tyrion stays alive, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he, he, he will definitely, he wouldn't be on the side of let's destroy yeah. the Starks. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go one forward, and I know we haven't really gotten the full-on predictions yet, mm-hmm. but I think that if Jon Snow's faction and Daenerys' faction wind up uniting, mm-hmm. as opposed to fighting each other... Tyrion is going to be the one who plays a crucial role in that because he's friends with both of them. Right. So. Yeah, because he liked Jon, right? He's on good terms with Jon. He's on relatively good terms with Sansa, all things considered. You know? yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't hate each other. He didn't. No, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that's probably good. That, those were definitely high moments for me, too. I think for Battle of the Bastards, I liked the second half a little bit more. Only because it was so hype and oh oh yeah insanely uh, like, awesome. They were they were both super super hype. Like everything about all the oh before I like I keep overshadowing like the That's earlier right. half of the season. But Brienne um, coming to Sansa and Theon's rescue. I, I was I was gonna mention that yeah. Also Sansa and Jon's reunion scene yeah that was is super fun. good. Um, what else? What else? I um I actually really liked the scene where Ramsay kills Roose Bolton. Yeah, I thought that, yeah, that was... It was like, one of the fun. few scenes where Ramsey is on screen, and, like, I didn't just not care about him because he's an evil clown. Yeah. Like, he actually had motivation for killing his father. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I, I like that scene in particular because it was really shocking, and I didn't see it coming. It seemed super out of left field. Mm-hmm. Is... Bruce Bullen's still alive in the books, right? Yeah. Okay. So that was But so in the shocking. in the books... Um, Ruth Bolton hasn't even, like, Stannis hasn't even fought the Boltons yet in the books. Right, so it's super behind on that plot line. Yeah. Um, other standouts for me would be, um, pretty much everything in the last, in the finale. Like, the finale was, like, such a high note to go out on. It was, like, the sept blowing up, and fucking King in the North, and... Cersei's shoulder pads. And... <laughs> Notably the shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. We can talk for an hour about the shoulder pads. Like, if I don't see Cersei's shoulder pad cosplay next year, <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, we should we should all go as that. <laughs> just Cersei's shoulder pads. You don't need to wear the rest of the outfit. Yeah. Just the shoulder pads. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, a lot of... I think you hit really all the high points that I can name. Oh, um, Tyrion, when he really, when he frees Viseron. And... Yeah, the, the Tyrion dragon scene was great. Um... Obviously, all the all the dragons, like all the siege of marine CGI, was just mm. like astounding. Like yeah. it looked like a, a feature film. Yeah. Um, I really like that scene. The it was a little brief, but the one between Brienne and Jamie when they re meet at the camp. Yeah. No, I, I really liked the um, all the acting has been really on point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. What 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 else? Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot. 
negative to say. I think, like, the series was mostly standout, or this season was mostly standout moments with, like, mm-hmm. slight low points in between. Yeah. Whereas, like, season five, mm-hmm. there were a lot of points during the season where I was like, can we just get this plot over with? <laughs> yeah. Notably Dorn. Notably Dorn. But even Dorn this season was, like, at least stuff happened. Right. They, they handled it very well. Mm-hmm. They did awesome. Oh, uh, all of Sam's stuff was really awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah, his his every he had three. Scenes. That was a that was a pleasant surprise. Like when when we we got like rumors of like what the season was going to entail and like yeah. Sam going to Old Town. I was like, well, that's probably going to be the most boring part of the season. Yeah, and in a sense, it kind of was because it was like, you know, there's no action sequences. It was still like it was. It really exceeded my expectations on how interesting it would be to watch. Well, they did a good job of not fleshing it out too much. Where it was just like every couple episodes, we're going to check in with Sam and see where his journey is going. They did just a good, like, it would have been, I think it would have been, like, way worse if they were like, yeah, let's give Sam six episodes oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. That three been... hours of showtime. I think they've learned with, with the slower um, plot lines that less is more. Yeah. Like, we only saw Dorn at the very beginning and then the very end of the season. And right, which part, was nice. That was the right amount of Dorn. Right, that was all we needed to see. It was, oh, let's, let's bookend this with Dorn and just clean mm. it up in between. Um, the only other, yeah, I, I think, um, the only other scenes that kind of dragged for me throughout the season were the first couple of times where, like, Tyrion and Grey Worm and Missandei are just, like, sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, those, those were kind of really painfully slow. Yeah. I, I think a part of me wants to say that was probably on purpose, just to kind of transmit what Tyrion's feeling in that scene. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh my god, I am so bored and get on to it. Yeah, well, I definitely felt that boredom, too. Right. <laughs> like, there, there's a, I mean, uh, maybe that's just me justifying it, but there's a part of me that feels like, yeah, maybe they were trying to do that, to be like, yeah, Tyrion is so bored here, mm-hmm. that this is how he's handling it. Um, Other, other parts are not great. John's resurrection could have been better, I think. It was kind of super blown over. Well, I think, I think... The issue with that is kind of meta, because they yeah. made such a huge deal about him. He's definitely dead, or yeah. is he? But he's dead, or is he, for an entire year. Right. Because George R. R. Martin hasn't written his fucking book yet. <laughs> yeah. That when it does happen, and it's really not that big of a deal narratively, like, right. it's kind of jarring for us. Right, because they kind of hung the entire season on yeah. with that, and then it opened up, and it was just, like, second or third episode revol- like resolved. Like, you know what might have been cool is if they did the whole Tower of Joy like if he was dead for like half the season yeah. and then like they did the Tower of Joy thing mm-hmm. and when it panned to the baby it went to like his dead face and then him coming back to life. Yeah, no, that would that, that would have been, awesome. been lit. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Well, there was a part of me that kind of thought for a while that it was going to be like that, that he was going to be dead for a while. And I honestly I thought what might have been even more telling is if they had burned him and mm-hmm. he just walked out of the fire like Daenerys and mm-hmm. then that would have been the reveal. That would have drawn the parallel. Yeah. Um, Melisandre's whole thing about her revealing she was old seemed, like, very weird in contrast to the rest of the series. We didn't really touch on it again. Well, I think... I don't think it was really plot important. I think it was just character development. Yeah. Because her as a character is way different now than, you know... It is, for sure. Um, but okay. we've, we've probably... We've probably t- talked enough about recapping. Do you want to, like, um, start speculating on stuff? The, the, only, the, only, thing I, the only other one that I want to say was kind of super brushed over was um, Euron Greyjoy. Oh, yeah. That was actually really disappointing. I hope that they kind of make up for it next season because there's, like, no other villains left besides the Night's King. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see Euron quite a bit coming I wanna up. I want to see Euron. I want to see Sam's dad. 
yeah. come into play, I try think to get a sword back or we'll something. We'll probably see him again, too. I want to see... I want to see whatever Littlefinger schemes are. Mm-hmm. I think I think next season, because we're getting two seasons, right? And the show's over. Yeah. Or, yeah I've, I've heard either two seasons or technically one season broken up over two years. It's two ways I've heard it said. Well, yeah, because each season is less episodes than a full normal season. Right. Um, and the plan was always to have seven seasons because there are supposed to be seven books because, like, George R. R. Martin is obsessed with the number seven. Right. Seven kingdoms, the seven gods. Yeah. Um... But I do think that next year, if we don't call them a season, we'll just call them years. Next mm-hmm. year is going to be basically tying up all the loose ends of like the mortal enemy plots. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get Euron, we'll get Littlefinger, we'll get Cersei, mm-hmm. and that shit's all going to get sorted out. And then end of last episode of that block of the season is going to be like the wall coming down and then the final season is going to be like the battle like the war of ice and fire yeah i think so too i think that's that, that's kind of what i was speculating but yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if danny took the iron throne in like episode two next year you yeah know? and then the that whole rest of that season was just like them cl- like cleaning it up yeah, like cleaning the house together. and then you know maybe there's tension between her and john but then by the time you know, like, mm-hmm. they, by the time they get over it, you know, the wall comes down. Right, like, the, the, the wall probably coming down will be, like, an end-of-season kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, let's get into where we where we think people are going, if we're going to see them, what they're doing. Right. we got quite a lot of lists. We have a little list here in front of us. So, I think we, we, we might have mentioned some of them, but it doesn't matter. Let's just get into it. So, top of the list, we'll just work our way down. Danny, in, uh, the, in the Armada, where do, right. where, do we, where do we think they're going to land? Um... I'm thinking probably Dorne. Yeah. If not straight to King's Landing. Okay. Um. Geographically, Dorne makes the most sense because it mm. like kind of sticks out into the Narrow Sea, mm-hmm. and that's also like their only like for sure ally right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've heard. Um, I did. I did. I don't know. I I listened to Spo- Storm of Spoilers, or this week. I don't know if you listened to it. I did. Yeah. Okay. Is there, they were talking about. I think she's gonna land at Dragonstone. Because Dorne would be hard to land at because there's mountains in between them. I would love to see Dragonstone again. I always thought that was it would a cool be location. awesome. Dragonstone is cool, and it would it would almost make sense for her to land there. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it because that's like the tar- that's like the Targaryen like their castle, right? Yeah, that's like their seat. Right. Um, that would be cool. I would. I w- also wouldn't be surprised if maybe they went to the Iron Islands. Yeah. To like, maybe before she conquers the Iron Throne, she conquers the Greyjoys. Mm-hmm. Um to get that, like, plot out of the way. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too surprised. I think Dorne's likely because it's right there. Right. They're, they're pretty close to it. Maybe they stop at Dorne and then go to the Iron Islands and then come back to King's Landing. Yeah, but I think I think Dragonstone also makes sense because it's also, it's also close to King's Landing too, right? Or what if they went to White Harbor and, like, sent emissaries to Jon? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That would be good. Um... But yeah, there, there, there's, there's a lot that can happen. Yeah, there's a lot of places she can land. Um, this kind of ties in to Euron later down, but I really hope there's like some sort of naval battle. Yeah. That we get like a she's on the sea, and next yeah. episode that would like, be a nice payoff for all this like ship hype that we've been getting. Yeah. Um, thousand ships. We need a thousand ships. Build right. me all your ships. Right. They took our best ships. Like I want to see, especially after getting. Getting a little taste of it with the boats outside of Marine with the mm-hmm. catapults and stuff. Yeah, I would love to see some ships fucking each other up. It would be like a full-on ship naval battle. Um, it, it brings begs the question of 
what about the dragons? Because, like, that would be, like, such a one-sided fight. It would be, but I, f I have... Alright, let's talk about... Because this, this kind of segues into it. You're on Greyjoy in mm. particular. Okay. Um, I've mentioned in previous episodes that I have a feeling that he is more sinister than he appears. Right, he's more magical? Yeah, almost. well... well in the books, he's not just like, I'm a douchey pirate. He's yeah. like, I'm a douchey pirate, but I've also seen, like, real magic, and I've been right. all around the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, my lips are blue because I drink warlock <laughs> juice. And, right. um, you know, just like the... He, he never has a point of view chapter or anything, but his brother does, and he's, mm -hmm. like, super creeped out by him. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's he's got... Uh, he's got a creepy horn that he says can bind dragons to his will. Mm -hmm. He says... He says he's sailed to Valyria, mm -hmm. which no one has done and lived. Um, what? Yeah, because the ruins of Valyria, which is where um, Tyrion and Jorah sail through, right, with the with the grayscale dudes. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, those ruins are cursed, mm. so anyone who goes there dies. Mm. Um, a bit of background lore, actually. One of the Lannisters. Uh, I think you gotta get closer. Oh, a bit of background, actually. One of the Lannisters. Uh, Tyrion's uncle mm -hmm. went to Valyria to try to recover the Lannister um, Valyrian steel sword mm -hmm. and never returned. And he was like the cool uncle. Right. Um, you learn about that in the books. But... Hmm. Hold on. Okay, so there was a little break right there. Um, brief audio issues, as always. What's new? That's That's part of this whole thing. But as you're saying, so... They were um, trying to recover a Lannister sword? Yeah, yeah, um, because, like, in ancient Lannister days, mm -hmm. some some Lannister had, like, sailed to Valyria for whatever reason, and he mm -hmm. died, and the sword was lost, and then Gary and Lannister, who was one of Tywin's brothers, mm -hmm. tried to recover it, and he also died. So, oh, like, wow. there's all this foreshadowing that no one ever goes there and survives. Hmm. Um... And also, to be fair, we never see, like, Tyrion and Jorah never go to Valyria in the books. Right. So it's even more mysterious. Like, we never get a visual description of what it is. Just that the water surrounding it is perpetually smoking. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, and that there's, like, a, a sinister fog that, like, constantly surrounds the whole mm. area. Um... Because it's, it's like, it's never said exactly why Valyria was destroyed, but it's, like, it was probably, like, a volcano. Mm -hmm. So it's probably just, like, still boiling. Yeah. Um, so, so Euron claims to have gone there? Euron and... claims to have gone there, and that's where he found this horn mm -hmm. that he calls Dragonbinder, mm -hmm. that supposedly can basically, like, if you blow it and say whatever magic words, mm -hmm. it'll bind a dragon to your will. Oh, wow. And so... I think they were talking about this in Storm of Spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, probably we're going to see one of Daenerys' dragons, like, be brainwashed into serving Euron. Mm -hmm. and, and a possibility, too, intersecting with that, is that I've seen theories that Euron could possibly, because he's so into magic and creepy shit, he might make a pact with the Night's King. Mm-hmm. And gain some sort of creepy ice magic and maybe turn one of Daenerys' dragons into an ice dragon. Ooh, okay. That'd be pretty awesome. So you got your whole ice and fire thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, um, 
I've seen theories where like he he maybe he'll become like half White Walker himself, and mm-hmm. basically he's just he's basically the bridge between the human villains and the non-human. Yeah, villains. I think I think I've I've read some things about that too, and and I like that because we we got very little about him. It would be a good way to distinguish him from all the other human bad guys that we've right. had. Because if know? not, then it's just like great we have another it's just really another evil guy. Dude. Yeah, so that that would be pretty good. I like the idea of bringing one of the dragons to their side because. Things are going really smoothly for Daenerys right now. I mean, she's had a really tough time, but right now they're going really smoothly. And that's not really normal for the show, so... Yeah, I think she needs probably to suffer some kind of... Like, I don't think... I think she wins at the end of the show. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot more struggle to be had before she gets there. Right, like, I think she's going to probably lose some of her fleet probably by the time she gets there. Probably. Like, if we, especially if we have that naval battle, I think it'll be kind of a lesson for her because she's never been in a naval battle and right. Euron is supposedly, like, a master. Right, yeah. So. So that, w- that would make sense that he would kick her ass and then that maybe she, like, barely escapes. Yeah, or, gets... ma- or maybe they only... Maybe they fight and he's clearly winning so she busts the dragons out mm. and, like... They obviously, like, they turn the tide, but then he blows the horn. Yeah. And, like, one of the dragons is swayed or whatever. Or maybe or maybe all of them just leave. And yeah. And they have to retreat. And it's like, that would be a cool dramatic tension. That would be cool. It would almost go too smoothly. Because one of the complaints that I see about um, Battle of the Bastards is that, like, that's not how George would have written it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, John won. And, like, they came and saved a day and all this. So maybe that's how they will answer that complaint with this with this battle. If 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 there's there's a split of the battle, well, they would be like, oh yeah, maybe they'll win, at, but like a really dire cost. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would agree with that assessment actually, because of the battles that I remember being described in the books, mm-hmm. um, Rob Stark won every single battle. True. Yeah. Um, and then you know, the Battle of the Blackwater. If you put the Lannisters in the Starks' position. Mm-hmm. went almost exactly the same way. Right. Where they were losing the Stannis, and then, you know, they pull off a cool trick with the wildfire, but then, in the books at least, and I think in this show, they get saved at the last minute by Tywin and, like, the reinforcements. Yeah, and the Tyrells, right? And the Tyrells, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, that's just something I've heard, but it, I just think, I guess, the main points, I would, I would think it'd be cool to see it be, like, a very, by, by you know, by her skin, the teeth victory. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised... If they if they kind of teased us and tried to make it seem like Daenerys and Jon would end up on opposing sides for a little while, mm-hmm. I don't think that's that that's end game. Like I don't think that's how that plays out. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's end game either. But I could see it like maybe for briefly. Maybe they get a, a bad first impression of each other. Yeah, you know? I don't see them. I think it would be a little too classic story if they find each other and they're like, oh my god, yeah, let's work together. Yeah, that'd be a little too easy. Um, but. You know, moving moving right along. So Jorah, do you, I think we're gonna see him again this season, like almost certainly. Oh yeah, I I think um, I've mentioned this before, but I think Jorah kind of takes over um, a combination of two book characters that don't exist in the show. Mm-hmm. One is Victorian Greyjoy, mm-hmm. the other is John Connington. Mm-hmm. I haven't even heard that name before. John Connington in the books is the one who gets grayscale. Jorah George doesn't oh, get grayscale okay. in the books. There's this whole plot line in the books when um, Tyrion goes to Essos after he kills his dad, mm-hmm. where instead of winding up with Jorah right away, he winds up with this boat 
with crewed by like this group of misfits, mm. um, including this guy named Griff and his kid, whose name you, is Young Griff. You've told me about them before. And there's this whole plot line where Young Griff is actually Aegon Targaryen, who mm. is the infant son of Elia Martell that everyone thought was killed by the mountain, but they switched him out. Mm-hmm. And like, so he's like this whole other contender for the throne, basically. And then mm. Old Griff is John Connington, who used to be the hand of the king to the Mad King. Oh, okay. And he through some misadventure winds up getting grayscale mm-hmm. and never tells anyone and it just gets worse and worse mm-hmm. and so there were you know there are book theories that like oh maybe he so there's something important about him having grayscale mm-hmm. like he'll start a plague in Westeros accidentally or maybe grayscale is is magically important in a way we don't understand mm-hmm. you know has something to do with dragons or or whatever yeah um so maybe, if that's important at all, then maybe Jorah fulfills whatever plot that is. Mm-hmm. Or he takes over Victarion's plot, which is, um, Victarion is the one who goes to Marine to find Daenerys instead of Theon and, mm-hmm. and Yara in the books. And he gets into a battle with some other pirates or whatever and, like, gets his hand really injured. Mm-hmm. And, like, they think that, he, he thinks they have to cut it off, but he has a red priest with him. And he performs some kind of red priest spell, and his hand becomes, like, weird and black and smoky, but mm-hmm. he describes it as feeling stronger than it ever has. Hmm. So, maybe th- they... Maybe that's how Jorah cures his grayscale. He finds a red priest and gives him, like, a fire hand. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe we could see um, Jorah wind up at Old Town? Um, I could see that. If he's, like, desperately looking for answers, then the maesters would certainly... I, w- I would know. feel like that would be the main place. I mean, it's either that or, like, a shy... Yeah, but I think I, as much as I would love to see a shot, I feel like that's more realized in the show. I think it would make more sense show budget wise for them to consolidate them. You know, right? Yeah, we don't need to see another new location. Yeah, I, re- be... I really do need to see a shot though. Yeah, can we just get a spinoff just of a shot? <laughs> yeah, this darkness city. Um, but uh, okay, so moving on, we got Dario. I don't really have much to say about Dario. I don't, I don't either, but I think I just want to mention. Do you think we're gonna see him like doing the whole ruling marine thing, or is just gonna be like a? I nah. think I think we're as good as that was him being written out of the show. It was like he's okay. a marine now. We're never gonna see marine again because we're okay. You know, speeding towards the end game. Yeah. You know, maybe at some point we'll get like Daenerys will get a letter and like, oh, marine's gone to shit again. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess we can't worry about that. Or, but I don't. I don't. Whatever. I don't think. It's going to be that important either way. Yeah, I think I agree. Whatever it is, it's not going to really matter too much. But I don't know. Maybe him dealing with the Sons of the Harpy or something. But it would be really hard, especially now. With yeah. Well, much- and they kind of pretty neatly tied off the whole like Slave Master Harpy thing. Yeah. They're like, this is over now. Yeah. <laughs> we will burn all of you. That's a good idea. I, I hadn't really thought about that. I think that makes sense. Whatever is probably not going to be much. Yeah. So um, Tyrion, he's obviously still with... Yeah, Daenerys. Yeah, that's all kind of together. Tyrion, but, I think, will continue to advise her. I think really what I wanted to think was, how do you think he would react to, I mean, because they're going back to King's Landing. How do you think he will react getting there? Do you think he would see Cersei again? Or how do you think that would be, or how do you think he would, he would feel about getting back? Well, I mean, it's not like he could hate Cersei more than he already does. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see the season finale? I think he could. I guess it comes down to who is more likely to be the one who kills Cersei, mm-hmm. him or Jamie. I think it's Jamie. I think Jamie's in a better position and they were already kind of foreshadowing it. Yeah. Um like I... his his whole thing about killing the Mad King for mm-hmm. burning the city down. Yeah. And then she literally does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um I think Jamie kills her. 
and if Jamie doesn't, like, also kill himself or die in the process, then maybe, um, I could see Daenerys pardoning him if Tyrion was really insistent about it, because I think she's starting to understand just how crazy her dad was. Right. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know how Jamie's story ends. Like, it's... I, don't I, I, ho I hope he lives, because, I mean, I love... Jamie's one of my favorite characters, and has been... This entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's had such a good he's arc. Got, he has one of the fullest arcs in the show, I think. He's, he's come really full circle, so I think it'd be great to keep him around to see what he does. Uh, I jokingly told you in text, like, what if he kills Cersei and that forges Lightbringer? That would be, uh... That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of thinking about it, because he's... He's kind of that a would hurt. Hero. That would hurt me less than John forging Lightbringer by killing, like, Sansa or something. Right. Like, so. like, like I kind of added it where... Alright, so Jamie's kind of had an arc, okay? He's had this whole arc of kind of going from being very bad mm -hmm. to, I would say he's good. He does, he's not like a perfect good guy, but I would say overall good. And he's kind of had this whole rebirth thing. I mean, if you think of it in a sense of Jamie Lannister dying, is when he got his hand cut off. He went from being like this super, you know, proud knight who could do anything getting his hand chopped off, and then suddenly he's like super grounded. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In a way, he was reborn. I, th uh, I think Jamie, kind of from the moment he killed the Mad King, yeah. like prior to that, I yeah. think he was he was he was always like he thought of himself as a good person. Mm -hmm. Like his only real vice was that he loved his sister, right? But he never really did anything evil. Like he was a knight of the King's Guard. Like he did mm -hmm. his duty. I think killing the Mad King shook his foundation so much that like he kind of became like a cynical asshole right he became the king of, slayer yeah he's like oh, if that's what you're gonna call me fine that's my identity right and then he loses that identity when he gets his hand cut off right um he's like all i was was a swordsman now what am i right and yeah that prompts a lot of personal growth you know mm. like his relationships with people that aren't his sister i think make him realize what a toxic relationship he has with his sister <laughs> yeah um, and I think definitely, like I said, so I think he's going to kill him, and it would be so great if he killed her, and then out of that, oh, Jamie's a big I mean, hero. Yeah, I want, I want Jamie to have a happy ending, but I'm, I have difficulty seeing how, I would like Jamie to make it to at least being part of whatever final coalition winds up fighting the White Walkers, mm -hmm. and then if he has to die, have him die during that. Mm -hmm. Um... But it would also be really poetic if he, like, killed himself after he killed Cersei or something. I think my gut instinct is that that's what's going to happen. That's, like, almost very Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, well, and they, they, they talk a lot, like, those two characters, their dialogue, and yeah. I think in the books, too. You know, like, what, when you die, I die. Like, we enter yeah. the world together, we'll leave it together. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what happens. God, I could see them somehow, even as much as right now we discuss Cersei, I could see them making this really emotional and just making the tears flow. Oh, of course. I'm honestly, I'm really curious about, I don't know, I guess we're at Cersei on the list anyway. Yeah. I'm really curious about Cersei as a person now mm -hmm. because I feel like everything that has, I feel like she just had a Jamie moment. Yeah. Where everything that defined her as a person was two things. Her ambition for the crown mm -hmm. and her love for her children. Mm -hmm. And now one of those things has destroyed the other. Right, now she has the crown. Now she has the crown. And she like, has no children. <laughs> she has no children. So does she go full, like, Robert, like, apathetic, like, I don't give a shit anymore? Does she, like, what is her motivation now? 
I could see her being because she comes that comes off almost like a Disney kind of queen, like evil Maleficent. Oh, of course, yeah, I definitely get those vibes from her so, too. I, I, I don't know. I kind of see her almost being like being like viciously evil. But like, it's evil but also like what power does she have now? Like well, she who, has the she doesn't Lannister have, army. She has a Lannister army, but really Jamie has a Lannister army. Right, they'll probably listen to him before her. They'd probably listen to him before her. Um especially if rumors circulate that she's the the one who blew up the Red Keep. Right, which, which I'm, I'm sure people are talking about it. Yeah, it's kind of convenient that she wasn't there. <laughs> she wasn't she's, there, and now she's, she's the, the queen. Yeah, she's the one important person that lived. <laughs> and that was literally her own trial, and she wasn't there. Yeah, it's. I think most people, whoever's left in King's Landing, can probably figure yeah, it out. Yeah, and she's certainly probably already unpopular because of, you know... Everything. Everything that she's ever done. Right. Um, And... The Tyrells are gone. They were her biggest support. Mm. Um, Dorne is is Dorne and what's left of the Tyrells are siding with Daenerys. Mm-hmm. The North are their own thing. Yeah. Um, they, so and they would nothing. probably side with Daenerys before they'd side with her. I would definitely. Um, the Vale too. You know, like basically all she has is whatever resources are in King's Landing. Right. Whatever wildfires left, mm-hmm. and like Zombie Mountain, and that's it. Right, doesn't isn't it when she's crowned? They kind of calling her the king of like the se- the queen of the seven kingdoms. They just call her the queen of King's Landing. No, they they, they do they say do? like Lord protect, like they give her the full. Treatment. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, effectively, she's really yeah, a queen she's of really King's just Landing. the queen of King's Landing. But that was almost kind of the case even like back when Joffrey was king, because yeah. literally everyone else was rebelling. Right, the war of the five kings was going yeah. on. I could see it almost. I feel like. Um, I don't know if maybe maybe we'll open the season with her getting killed by Jamie, or definitely I'm looking at like first or second episode. I think she's gonna die. Yeah, maybe she'll die before Daenerys even gets there. I think so. I mean, I don't think which would be a shame because I would love to see those two on screen together. Mm -hmm. Like that would just be so. All right, this is this is like this is like super fan fictiony. All right, so this is all going on. Jamie is going. She's gonna. She he he actually makes it. He kills Cersei. Okay. And he's gonna go. But who's in the room with him? The Mountain. The Mountain's coming to kill him. Cause current Jamie is no match for the Mountain. The Mountain's coming to kill him. That's when Daenerys comes in, torches the Mountain alive. Ooh, that would yeah. be. That would be cool. And then and then she's like, "Oh, you did this. All right, now you get to live because." You killed this crazy lady for me. I would almost love it if Tyrion somehow was able to kill the mountain. Yeah. For, just for, like, the whole, like, the smallest man cast the largest shadow kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've seen they're no stranger to killing really strong warriors really cheapishly with uh, Arthur Dane. Yeah. That's that's true. And um, the guy who was protecting the King of Dorne. Do you think... Um, that we might get Clegane Bowl still? I really hope so. I mean, I don't... I mean, both of them are still alive, right. this, so... This, this, this is still going. This, unfortunately, this is working down the list. Um, I'm going to say yes, because I just don't know why Why would they reintroduce... Why would they, yeah. Why would they reintroduce him? Like, for what? Why would they reintroduce the Brotherhood Without Banners? they got to be going somewhere. Jay, like, the Hound has openly stated... That, like, he's fueled... The real only reason he's alive is he's fueled by anger and hate. Yo, you know what fan fiction I want? What? Zombie Mountain coming across White Walkers. That'd be amazing. Because it's, like, one kind of zombie versus another. Yeah. So, like, would the Night's King be able to control him? I can't... It would never happen in the show, but I would love if there's this, like, really comedy moment where, like, Zombie Mountain sees, like, a White Walker and they kind of stop and just, like, look at each other and just, like, huh... 
Or, like, the White weird. Walker tries to do something all dramatic, and then Zombie Mountain just rips his head off. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like, that'd be so cool. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still in Team Clegane Bowl, because I just... Well, I, we have to have something to hype, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, we, I mean, we already got... John's parentage confirmed. Yeah, we need, we, we need to cl- we need something else to cling to. Just again, I just don't know where where I don't, I don't know. Maybe do you no? Because even in the book, the most we've seen of the Hound is as, as the Grave Digger. Right. So, well, what, what do you think? I mean, because I'm pretty strongly. I just don't know where else they would go with him. Yeah, I think I I I don't know how or like narratively why they would cross paths again. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I feel like they probably will. Even if it doesn't happen in the books, they might do it in the show. You know? And if there's anything we've learned about season six, is that they're all for fan service now. Yeah. Especially as we're coming towards the end. Or it's like, yeah, you want this? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, I mean, imagine the fucking viewership for Clegane <laughs> Ball. Like, it'd be insane. Top notch. Top notch. So I'm I'm going I'm going with yes. Um because they were the Brotherhood with that banish right now, they were they were in um the Riverlands, correct? Yes, but they were heading north. Oh, they were heading north. They talk about like wanting to fight the White Walkers and shit. Mm, okay. So that's why I, I'm I'm confused as to how they'll wind up crossing paths if they do, unless the Hound just doesn't go with them. Right. I could see I could see that happening too. Just be like the Hound's like ah oh, peace out. I'm going this way because I feel like is the Riverlands is that closer to King's Landing than it is to the north because it's not even snowing there yet. Oh yeah, the Riverlands is like. I think if you look at Westeros as a map, yeah, the north is like the entire top half, right, and the bottom half is the rest of them, yeah. And then the Riverlands is like in the middle of that bottom half, and King's Landing is like right under it, right. So, so, they're, so they're pretty close. So by show travel, he could be at King's Landing in like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so all right, yeah, I I'm sticking with that. I'm, I'm sticking with him somehow fighting the mountain, partially because I want it, partially because I believe in. <laughs> Either way, um, Arya. All right, Arya Stark. There's a, there's a lot of talk about her and a lot of conflicting opinions, and I love where she's headed now. Like I, I had, like I said, I had my misconceptions or my misgivings mm. rather with, um, you know, the whole Terminator scene. Yeah. But now that she's in Westeros, I don't give a shit. Like I don't care what they did to get her here. <laughs> now she's here. Good. I'm glad she's I, back in the. Blue. I don't need an explanation of why she's able to to Me neither. use her. I like, don't, I I don't just, need that either. I don't care. She's a faceless man. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I hope we get to see her reunite with Sansa and John. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she wants to, so she'll try to get up north. Does she um, know that anyone's alive still? I think she's she probably knows that she's behind on news, so she's probably not sure who's alive or not. She knows that at least that Robin, like she knows the Red Wedding happened, right? And. And I think she, I feel like she knows that Sansa's alive, or has heard that Sansa's alive. I think as far as she knows, Sansa's still in King's Landing. Oh, okay, so yeah. But I feel like her first instinct after killing Walder Frey would be to go to Winterfell? Yeah, maybe. I, it depends on what she thinks, because she might think Winterfell is just a burnt-out ruin still, that no one's in. Right. So, I guess we'll see. It depends on like if she can get news from people. She probably heard shit at the twins, you know? Yeah. So and she I'm, probably loosely knows what's going on. And this whole thing, if she's even anywhere in Westeros right now, I'm sure there's talk of oh yeah, did you hear the Starks took Winterfell back? Yeah. I'm that, sure people are talking about it. That would be it. the hot topic, for sure. Yeah. 
So I'm sure somehow she would be like, oh, that happened. And, 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 and they even do say that little thing, little fingers. He's like, I de- I've declared for House Stark for all the world to hear. Yeah. That to me tells me that at least he, he has sent ravens to like fucking everyone. Yeah. Saying that the Starks have Winterfell and he's backing them. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I hope she goes there. I I real I, I I hope she goes there. I don't really want her to go, um, south to King's Landing. I think it would just be. I don't. Know, I don't really like her being the one that kills the Mount Owner Cersei. Well, I think she's basically taken over Lady Stoneheart's role in the books. Yeah. Like, so. I guess that's one thing. I guess it would make sense if she hooked up with the Hound and Brotherhood without banners. That's like the one other way I could see things. Maybe that's where they're going because they're in relatively the same area. I'd kind of like it if every time we saw her, it was as a different person. Yes. And like with a reveal. Yeah. Like I'll never get tired of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. I, th- I, could, I could see them meeting up with that. I could also see her meeting up with Melisandre. I think she. W- I think maybe she'll head north as Melisandre is heading south. They'll, they'll cross, cross paths. paths. I don't know what will happen because she- Melisandre is on her list. Oh, yeah? So she'd probably try to kill her. But mm-hmm. maybe Melisandre will be like, wait, before you kill me, I have information for you. Right. And maybe that's how she knows, you know, where to go. And I, th- I think we, talk- we talked about it last episode, but I could see it being one of those things where, like, she's dressed as someone else, like, she's wearing the face, and she goes to kill her, and Melisandre's like, you can't fool me. Like, I know who you are. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, I totally see that being how it goes. I, I, w- I, w- I would love, I would love that so much, and I think it would make, it would make Melisandre instantly cool again. <laughs> I still think she's cool. I'm a big Melisandre fan. I know she's not the most popular character, mm-hmm. but, like, I like her a lot more now that she's, like, like, her, Melisandre post-Stannis mm-hmm. is, like, such a cool character to yeah, me. I, I've always I've always liked Melisandre from the from the aspect of I've never really known the entire show where she stands. Exactly. Because yeah. like a lot in the beginning of the show, I was like, oh, this is a bad lady. She's actually a villain. And then kind of like, later with the whole Stannis and gonna attack the Boltons, it's like she's not a villain. She's just supporting Stannis. And now mm-hmm. it's like, is she a good? She's a good guy, right? But she does mm-hmm. things. Well, her whole religion, everything that she does, no matter how terrible, is in the name of defeating the others, which are the White Walkers. Right. Which is what everyone else will eventually want. Right. So, I think I think she's just in a boat where, like, she took that seriously before anyone else did, and thus was labeled a villain, you know? Because right. She's like a very much an ends justify the means kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. But I, I love like her getting her faith shaken and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so well acted. And like, I just, I love seeing that. Yeah, Carice Van Hooyen did a very good job this season. Yeah. In the few scenes we saw her in, I liked the Melisandre this season. Yeah, and like like when Davos confronted her, and like, mm-hmm. like she looked like she was genuinely remorseful mm-hmm. because she knows that it was for nothing mm-hmm. and that it was her fault because she like misinterpreted the visions or whatever. Right, exactly. She feels so bad about it. Yeah. Um, Bran and Mira. Um, I'm, I, I'm sure we're going to see them again. Um, do we think that they're going to be the ones who bring the wall down accidentally because of Bran's little White Walker tattoo? <laughs> I ha- I mean, I that seems to be the popular theory. Yeah. That seems to be the, the headcanon people are going with. And I don't really know if I have an opinion on whether or not it's going to go down, but... I think yeah. that's the popular idea. Well, they they do seem like they're already pretty much right at the wall because Benjamin was like, "I took you to the wall. I can't go past." See ya. <laughs> so they're presumably already there. Yeah, I'm assuming they're like at the tree line is where so, I would think yeah. they are. So if they don't bring the wall down by going through it, then maybe the first time we see them, they'll already be like in Castle Black. Right. Um, 
Which would be interesting. I don't think they'll bring the... Maybe they won't bring the wall down, but they'll, like, break the... Whatever. The, the oh, magic Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Like, they go through it, and somehow that negates it. But I don't know how they would... Maybe they'll go through, and, like, we as the viewers will see some kind of mystical shit go on with the wall where we're like, uh-oh. But, like, no yeah. one else realizes it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe Castle... Maybe it will fall. Um, I mean, it. I, I feel like it, the wall is probably going to fall... I don't know if it'll be that, or it's now that they can cross the wall, the White Walkers, and they destroy it. They're like, oh, now we can cross it? All right, take the wall down. Well, I think it'd be more of a... One thing that I find interesting, actually, is that the um, in the books, when they describe the others, they talk about them being capable of great ice magic, mm-hmm. um, which kind of goes without saying. But like, right. they're... This specifically meant, mentioned that they are capable of crafting great architecture out of ice. Mm-hmm. And you, we even kind of see that in the show when we see the White Walker with the baby like, right. go to like that weird palace and like the super, super, super North Pole. Right, right, right. The land of always winter. Mm-hmm. What if the White Walkers built the wall? Right, yeah. Because we, we still know so little about like what... Because wall. originally the White Walkers were servants of the children of the forest. So right. maybe they made them, killed a bunch of first men, and then they were like, build this wall so that we don't have to deal with humans anymore. Right. It's almost reversed. As yeah. We thought we built it. Yeah. Isn't that... And, and maybe... And there's a, there's a pretty reasonably popular White Walker theory that the White Walkers originally weren't antagonists and mm-hmm. they made a pact with the humans and the, mm-hmm. so the wall might have been a mutual thing mm-hmm. and the humans forgot that pact and they breached it by settling beyond the wall mm-hmm. and that's why the white walkers are coming down mm-hmm. I, I could see it um but like i said i think the wall's probably coming down oh for sure it's so one way no matter how it's it's going to happen brand's probably going to pay a role in that either directly or indirectly he's He's going to Castle Black. Yeah, I mean, I know for sure, now that it's established as, like, a storytelling device, we're probably going to get more flashbacks. Yeah. Like, I think, he's a little farther down the list, but, like, Rhaegar. Yeah. I think now that we've kind of dropped the bomb on R plus L equals J, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll get, like, Attorney of Harrenhal, or, like, Robert and Rhaegar fighting, and Rhaegar dying, Mm -hmm. or, like, I feel like we have to see him, now that we know he's Jon's dad. Yeah, because I think, you know, at least people who are strictly show watchers, they'll be like... Great, we know Lyanna's the mom, but who's the dad? Yeah. I could see people at least questioning that. Or like, or even people saying, his dad's Rhaegar, and they're like, who? Yeah. They, <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, you know, we know because, you know, we, we do this show and well, we read and if, about and it. And if you do, like, there are plenty of scenes in the show where they talk about Rhaegar. They're just right. spaced so far apart that, like, your casual viewer is probably not going to remember season one, Robert Baratheon saying, fuck Rhaegar. Like, right. So I could I could definitely see them, and that would be cool to see. It would be cool to see a young Jamie killing the Mad King. Well, yeah, I mean, we already kind of saw that. It would be cool to see that scene extended. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we did. Did we see it in no. the flashback? Yeah, we do see it in the flashback. Okay. It's like frames, but like you can go on Reddit and they have they have it like image by image. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I um, remember I looked at that frame, but that's that's awesome. It would be fun to see more of that. Or yeah, like, it would be cool to see more of that. Um, I want to see more young Ned. That actor was so good. Yeah. Um, this is not directly, but I don't know if you saw online, someone posted pictures of when, um, Sean Bean was the age that that actor is in the 80s, and they look exactly the same. You know, the casting in this show 
in general is always spot on. Like, like I mean, I've, have you seen pictures of um, Natalie Dormer and then um, the girl who plays her, Diana Rigg, who plays Queen of Thorns, her grandmother, yeah. when Diana Rigg was in her 20s, yeah. she looked exactly like Natalie Dormer. Yeah. There, there is another set of pictures um, that was comparing how Arya looks to Lyanna. And they look exactly the same. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Harrington looks a lot like the actress who plays Liana. Yeah. Like, they, they just do such a good job with, mm-hmm. fam- like, family resemblances and shit. Yeah, they they really do. Like, some of those are, like, insane. Um, but, yeah, so, moving down, Castle Black, like I said, we, we kind of touched that yeah, with kind Yeah, I think we already kind of covered that. Um, I hope Ed lives. <laughs> I hope he lives, but he might not. If the wall if the wall comes down, I feel like Castle Black is just destroyed. Yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of people still need to die. In, yeah, in the show, and I think Ed is probably going to be one of them. That would be so interesting if the entire Night's Watch was just wiped out, which it would be if the wall came down. Yeah, I think that does wind up. Like, I don't think the Night's Watch as an institution survives the end of mm-hmm. the show. Um, I don't think so either. If there's no wall, then what are you watching? Yeah, exactly. I think it just like the whole kingdom is the Night's Watch now because right. it's like everyone's problem. Um, right after that, Brienne, we where she was she was sailing off with Pod last time we saw her. I think they were headed back north. You so okay. we'll probably see them just wind up back in Winterfell. That is probably exactly it. Yeah. Well, well I guess she well she knew they were they were gonna fight. Yeah. So I could see her just showing up I, I could really see it being a simple as next season opens up, Sansa's having a, c- a conversation about Brienne, about her returning. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Yeah. Which, which I don't, yeah, really I don't think that's something they're gonna make too huge a deal about, unless they get, like, super sidetracked on their way and, like, yeah. plot happens to them, but... And then, generally, so, so John and Sansa, um, I don't even know really what to say about where we think, where do, where do you think this is going? Well, this is interesting, because I rewatched. um the season finale like three or four times uh-huh. just so that just to uh get a a feeling on the king in the north scene because i'd seen so many conflicting theories and mm. statements by actors and like shit on podcasts about what people think um like john and sansa's vibe is with that scene mm-hmm. and i always the feeling i got was like when they're when liana mormon is talking and she's like you know calling everyone out and king of the north mm-hmm. sansa looks pretty happy yeah like the whole time like she's got a smile on her face even after she she says king in the north yeah she's still happy like mm-hmm. i don't think sansa wants to be wants power for its own sake yeah, I think I she. Either. I think if she craves power, it's only so that she can keep her family safe. And right now, John is literally her only family. She and she doesn't seem like the type who would be like, "Yes, I want to be queen." Yeah. Well, she used to be. Right. Like when she was a little girl, mm-hmm. when she was engaged to Joffrey, she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to be queen." Like that was her thing. But did she want queen because of power? Or did she want queen because she was a young girl? And yeah, she yeah. She wanted to be queen. I think now that she knows what King's Landing is like, I don't think she really wants now, anything. Yeah. To now do that with she that. knows what it is like to rule, she's yeah. like, "Oh, screw this." Yeah. Which, ironically, is probably what would make her a good ruler. Right. Um, but I do think that she's more worried. Like, she doesn't look unhappy until she makes eye contact with Littlefinger. Right, which she's probably... She's probably... I think it could almost be something as... Just, like, Littlefinger... Like, she knows, like, yeah, we're all happy, but this guy's still here, and I know you cannot trust this guy. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of a... 
I think because I've, I've heard some people say, and I think the actors are doing some misdirection too, because even like Sophie Turner and them have, have been like, yeah, she looks like uh, she's looking at Littlefinger, and she's like, oh shit, like maybe I sh- maybe I should have given his offer some thought because now John's in charge and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where and it's gonna go. I think realistically, she probably feels a little bit slighted, but only in the sense that like you know everyone. All, you know, like, there's always some jealousy in relationships, but I don't mm-hmm. think she's, like, she would never actually betray John. I don't think so either. Um, and I think she's looking at, the reason she looks anxious is because she's like, fuck, like, Littlefinger, like, John being in charge is not, does not jive with Littlefinger's plans, so mm-hmm. John's in danger now. Right, yeah. And I remember what happened to Rob when he was king in the north, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see history repeat itself. So I think the wheels are turning in her head, but not to plot against John, but to plot for him. I think so. I think I think that's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So that kind of brings to the next character. I still and I do still have my little fan canon. I do still think there's a very very real possibility that John and Sansa wind up as a political and possibly even a romantic couple like marriage-wise. I could see it happening. Yeah. I could I Especially could now that happening. like we as the viewers know that they're not brother and sister anymore. Right. Yeah, I, I could I could see it happening for sure. Um so yeah, I think that we, we've pretty much both confirmed. We think Littlefinger's still scheming. Oh yeah, he's he's for sure still scheming. He's not on anyone's side. He never is. Do you think he's gonna die? Um, yes, and I think Sans is gonna be the one who kills him. Probably. If there's anyone that's gonna kill him, it's gonna like be that. Her. It just like that's because Sans and Littlefinger's arc is like it's like master and apprentice kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you know that the natural way for that the that to end is for the apprentice to kill the master. Right, she surpassed him as far because as Because she's like his only weakness really. So right. he's blind to her because he she reminds him of, of Catelyn. Right. I, I could definitely see that. Um We already we, talked we about Euron, about... we already talked about the Night's King, um we already talked about Melisandre, Ed. Uh, do you think we do you think we're gonna see Benjamin again? Um yes. You think so? I do think he will have some kind of role to play still. Mm-hmm. Um I still kind of like the theory that he was actually a plant by the Night's King mm-hmm. to get um, them to the wall. To get them to the wall, like I think the like the whole attack on the Three Eyed Raven was mm-hmm. just to get them moving, you know. Right. Um, because like it, if you think about it, it, doesn't make sense for the White Walkers to invest so much zombie manpower in killing like three two. people. Yeah, and now even more so, two children. Yeah, like. two children. Like, what is their importance? But but it seems like the direction that they've been being chased and like mm-hmm. it's all seem seeming to conveniently lead them right back to Castle Black. Right, and if they weren't just gonna destroy them, then why didn't the zombies chase them ten feet further? And yeah, exactly. I think it's I think it's a, a scenario where like he marked him and he's like, "This is gonna fuck up the wall magic." Now I need to get him to the wall. Right. I can't go through the wall because that's what the wall's for. Right. But he can. Yeah. So let me let me send out this guy. Again, I like the idea that it's unknowing, like, Benjen helps them, you know, without he even being re- realized that he helps them. Yeah. And that, just in itself, he gets them there, and then it's, like, almost card... I don't think they would say in the show, because it's not that kind of show, but it would be, like, one of those things when you see in a movie where it's like, yes, you've been working for me the entire time, and you didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be something like that. Yeah. It's because it's pretty convenient that he showed up, I mean... Yeah. Out of nowhere, like almost how, too convenient. Yeah, like really convenient. He comes riding out of the direction and he's yeah. just knocking out with these like zombies. the perfect anti-zombie weapon. And like, right, yeah, he's, he's. I think there's more to Benjamin than meets the eye. Right, and then it, you know you can even support that by like, why didn't he get closer to the wall? Why didn't he come right up to the wall? Was he afraid of someone seeing him? Like, yeah, 
All these things. All these things. I think maybe, like, if he tried to cross the wall, it would have killed him. Yeah. I, and I think that would happen to White Walkers, too. I think that's the whole point. Right. Like, they're almost, like, eviscerated. Um... The Onyara, we've kind of touched on the Onyara. They're just, they're wherever Danny goes, they go. Varys. He's he's also with them. Yeah, he's solidly Daenerys's. Yeah, like they're, they're that's all together. <laughs> uh, Rhaegar, we did touch on. Um, we touched Sam, on Sam. Sam. Uh, well, actually, actually, well, we don't, we didn't really touch on where we think Sam's plot is going. Yeah. But and, I guess, I guess at this point, I think his role is, cause now that he's at the library we're probably not going to see much of him next season mm-hmm. i think what might make sense is he'll probably read about something that can bring the wall down mm-hmm. and that'll be intercut with a montage of the wall coming down like he'll right. find out about it as it's happening right basically. i can see it maybe we don't see him all season until like the last step like last one or two episodes where he's like clearly he's been doing research for a while. He's learning up his knowledge, mm-hmm. and then he, he he stumbles upon this information. Like we just kind of stumble. We we find him after he's done all this reading because really him reading and learning is kind of boring. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got um. Oh yeah, we 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 have we, we have Gendry with a question mark. Yeah, we have two fun ones here. We have Nymeria and the Wolf Pack, and then and then Gendry. And then Gendry. Um, do you think we're gonna see either of these things? Nymeria and the Wolf Pack, I'd say almost certainly. Now that Arya's back in Westeros, yeah, because she she can warg with them, right? Gendry, <laughs> no. I think I think he's as good as written out of the show. I don't think he's important. Like his only importance when back when he was in the show was like, oh, he's Robert's bastard. He's technically in line for the throne, mm-hmm. but. That's so, like, insignificant now compared to who's actually contending for the throne. And it, it, that would be another one of those characters that people would see and they'd be like, oh, it's Gendry. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember that guy that rode off in season two? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, us neither. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think he's, he's probably done. Yeah, that's... That would be really weird to see him again. But Nymeria, I really hope we see that. I would love. I would love to get some wolf action. Yeah, we need some dire wolf love. Um, and I'm hoping since there's not going to be as many episodes that we'll get m- more CGI yeah. money. <laughs> you know. Um, is there any other large predictions or anything you want to say generally that we haven't touched on with these characters? Um, no. I mean, overarching story. I already. You know, I don't. I think the wall's coming down. Daenerys and her fleet fight Euron and his fleet. Yeah. Probably win, but not easily, or it's like a draw and they kind of fall back. Mm-hmm. Euron does spooky shit, maybe steals a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um it's... Sam Sam learns something important. Probably about probably about the White Walkers. Yeah. You know? And maybe he, he reconnects with Jorah there. Yeah, I think all the remaining Starks do eventually uh reunite. I think so too. And um I think all the I think there's still some unresolved Jamie Tyrion Cersei shit to happen. Yeah, that that that's definitely going to be um, that story's going to come to a close this season with Cersei. Pro- I'm, I'm, I'm certain she's going to die. Oh yeah, Cersei for sure. Jamie probably. Yeah. Tyrion no. Yeah, Tyrion's not dying. Ty- Ty- Tyrion is seeing the end of the show. Do you think there's any chance of any of the Starks dying? I don't think Bran's going to die. I don't think Arya would die. Do you think maybe Sansa would die or Jon? I could see dying again. Um. If John dies, it'll be literally the last episode of the whole show. Yeah, like that's my prediction. But do you um, think we're gonna get any of the Starks dying? Um, Arya has outside of story plot immunity. Yeah. Um, and I believe uh, Bran does as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Bran dying. Sansa, as I recall, does not. 
but there's no real plot reason that I can think of for her to die now. Maybe it could be maybe it's one of those uh, seasons. It's more of like who has the motivation and the means to kill her at this point in the story. Like what would be the what would that serve? Uh, maybe, maybe it's one of those things where because Littlefinger would never kill her, right? What and he's he, the only real antagonist in the North right now. What if she dies mainly just in in this you know said battle between her between you know the White Walkers and them? Yeah, maybe I think if she dies, the only way I can realistically see her dying is a John being Azora High, and mm. she is his Nissa Nissa, and he has to kill her to forge the sword. Yeah, and he doesn't know that, but like it happens, or like right. yeah. Yeah, but I because there's nothing more George R. R. Martin than John killing Sansa. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be insane. <laughs> that would God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be so hard. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be an, it's gonna be an emotional next two seasons. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, some some gut wrenching stuff coming up. I think I think that's all of our ideas, all of our things that we have talked about. Yeah. Hey, we're right we're right on time too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll pr- when we do our next episode, probably next week, we'll we'll talk about other generic nerd stuff. I think we're kind of done with Thrones for now. Yeah, we're we're gonna transition into. We're not really sure yet. Either that I was I was throwing in con- I was throwing in conversation. Uh, get what Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon I feel like there's, goes I feel like there's a lot of talk about there, um, um, as well as other just general. You know, movies coming up. Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad, Star Wars. We'll, we'll we'll have stuff to talk about next week. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll post uh, updates if we hear anything really interesting about Game of Thrones. Any articles we read or things lore related things, speculation that people have talked did, about. Did, you did hear that they pushed back the uh, filming a few months for season seven. Like it's oh. going to come out a little bit later in the year next year because that makes sense. They want to film everything in the winter. Hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that, too. I'm okay with that. Well, and more time to film means better quality. Yeah, so. exactly. They're not rushing. All right, well, that is the end of this episode. We will see you next time.